welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica here on NOTLG.com episode 147 Doctor Who and the Daleks. Oh boy, get ready folks. My name is John and joining me this week as he does every time we enter a parallel timeline that is also canon is my good friend Taylor Taylor. Hello. Hi there. How's it going? Oh, it's it's going. It's yeah. been a whirlwind, literally <laughs> and figuratively. Right. It's been uh, raining and also not raining and then raining some more. Yep. We've been getting quite a bit of rain up here and there, well, snow levels are dropping quite a bit. Yeah. Exciting. Yes. I like the rain. So. You know what? <laughs> I do too. I enjoy it. It makes me feel cozy. It makes me want my my toffee nut latte from starbucks because that is my official drink of gallifrey one you're so close we're so close you know we're like a a week away almost almost a week away. barely more than a week holy moly all right i know um let's uh how about you let's at the top of the show let's do some plugs huh sure you just released uh a new episode of if memory serves yes why don't you talk memory serves dropped just this morning mm-hmm. our uh our february episode is uh dedicated to our second and probably last round of childhood celebrity crushes <laughs> um it was i i'll I, i'm just gonna preface that i'm i don't think it was necessarily our best episode ever we tried recording the night before and my computer crashed oh no and oh and we were almost an hour and a half into recording oh no and lost the whole thing so came at it the next night but that friday night it was just a horrible night like nobody in this house slept oh geez and so i was just wasted on exhaustion and yeah it's it's an episode it's a good episode it's funny uh seb carries a good uh, a good portion of it um but i I was just wasted and exhausted and stumbling over myself Ugh. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Yeah, it does. It most certainly does. But can it? Can I? Can I plug one more thing? No. Yes, you can. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I, I, this is more of a shout out. Um, there is a podcast called the Astonishing Legends Podcast, and um, they they one they do some amazing work. I encourage people to listen to them. In addition to us, of course. Um, but I was very flattered recently that uh, one of the guys who. Uh, does that podcast um, basically followed me and the podcast and uh, the if memory serves accounts. And he's like, yeah, dude, I, I want to check out your podcasts. Hey. So, um, they do some neat, neat exploration into some very high strangeness. Um, you know, they've got an episode on a place called the Sally house out in Kansas. And there are some very spine tingling EVPs that these guys have captured. Um, and they are currently doing a really impressive um look into something called the bets sphere b-e-t-z the bets sphere um and after doing their first episode managed to get a hold of someone from the family um they've never talked to like people in 40 years after this and so they're getting a lot of firsthand accounts and stuff and it's really really cool so awesome uh, just wanted to give a shout to those guys so hey um i'm also just kind of looking at our uh i'm looking at our 
our mentions here, and uh, somebody wants to record a po- an interview with us. Oh yeah, someone. yeah, Felicity over at the Flopcast. Yes, someone. <laughs> She's a someone, man. I'm she excited is. for her to be on the death match panel this year. Right. I am super excited for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Someone, yeah. People want to interview us, Taylor. That's crazy. I know. I'm like, wow. Did we hit the big time all of a sudden? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, I mean, sure. Why not? I mean, we're on panels. We're, I know. We're just well, we're doing. We got that at the top of the Who News. Yeah. So yeah, let's uh, let's dive on into the uh, to the Who News here because. Did we not know? Oh, we didn't know the last time we recorded. No. Holy we moly. The very next day. Very in the lead here. Yep. The very next day after we recorded our last episode, they, uh, meaning the folks at Gallifrey One, uh, released the list of people who were going to be on panels. And uh, John is on one panel and I am on two. Yeah. Unfortunately, our panels are at the, they are at the same time at one yeah. point, which, uh, uh, that's, I mean, I'm going to at least see you on one panel, so that's good. Yep. And I, and I was a little bummed because I wanted, I wanted to come to the panel that you were on, but I'm going to be busy being on a panel myself. Yeah. We're, we're branching uh, out. We are. We're I'm, making I'm friends. Excited. I'm nervous. I am also nervous. We're, we're making friends. We're, we're going to be in panels. Uh, Taylor, what panels are you going to be on? Um, I am going to be on, um, let's see, Friday at 10 a.m., so very shortly after landing and getting yes. into the hotel yes, um, and getting my badge, um, I am going to be on the, let's see, um, what is it? Know the past, appreciate the present, and something, something about the future. Yes. Um, it, it's basically, a, I don't know, part of it feels to me like it's going to be a chance for all of us who are older Doctor Who fans to be like, you know what, kids? I remember when we didn't <laughs> have an internet. Oh, boy. And we had to trade VHS tapes of Castrovalva. No, um, the the uh, it's know the past, appreciate the present, live for the future. That's what it is. Live for the future. Thank you. Yeah. And the first sentence uh, is young younger fans may not realize how good they have it today. So that's about that's exactly. You know, I'm going to get to sit up there and go get off my lawn. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I'm excited for it because you know I was the only kid in high school who was into Doctor Who and you know, wore his fandom outwards and you don't have that. I mean, my wife's told me stories about how her students are like, they see her with a Dr. Who t-shirt and they're like, Oh my God, you like Dr. Who? Dr. Who's so cool. <laughs> you know, I, I would have gone nuts yeah. if I had had that. Um, and the other one that I'm on, the one at five o'clock that goes against yours is stop me before I collect again. Yes. The 2019 edition. Very excited for this one. I think I might actually bring my, my 1978 like prized TARDIS piggy bank down just to kind of have it there. Be like, Oh yeah. I mean, wrap it in bubble wrap. Two other of these. Yeah. Just don't pop the bubble wrap. Right. (laughs) Yes. No, definitely not. Goodness. (laughs) And I'm going to be on, um, what am I, what is my podcaster's guide to the galaxy? Um, with, I mean, there's a lot of people on this panel and I'm like, there's some great people. I'm like, I don't know if I belong here. Uh, It'll you be do. fun. No, it'll be fun. You do. And I and I, I, I know Kier Hansen from Gallivary Public Radio, and he's a great guy. Yeah, I was trying I got to... to be on an episode. And I know Kyle Anderson from yeah. uh, from Nerdist. Um, I mean, I, I know of him. I have met him a couple of times. He's friends with Lauren, so... Yeah. 
Um, yeah, this should be should be a good time. There's two, four, six, eight, nine of us on here. That's a big panel. Goodness gracious! I um, I mean, yeah, that's a big old panel. What what hall are we in? What Where, program? Yeah, what program are we in? Uh, I'm not sure. I clicked on it. It's yellow. Program D, so it's upstairs in that bigger hall. Okay. Oh, oh, and B. No, D. Uh, where's D? Is D downstairs? Anyway, D's downstairs. It's really not that important. Um, D's upstairs. But yeah, a lot of great programming this year. Um, very excited for a lot of the panels. I somehow didn't overlap anything. So I I don't know how <laughs> I've I've managed to overlap stuff, and then more stuff came up, and I'm like, well, I guess that technically overlaps, doesn't it? Um, yeah. You know, so it's some of it's I'm just going to have to decide on the fly because it's like I really wanted to see like Doctor Who Pointless that Paul Cornell is doing, but it goes up against Game of Rassilon. And I'm like, I'm really enjoying their podcast. Yeah. I kind of want to see this live. Yeah, I um, that's probably something that I'm going to have some trouble with because I probably going to I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go to I think Idiot's Lantern overlaps. Yeah, Um, I think it might. I'm not sure. I don't know that the Idiot's Lantern currently overlaps with anything. Um, maybe waiting in line for the Idiot's Lantern overlaps with <laughs> maybe, some stuff. Maybe. Um, so there is that. Um, but yeah, it's it's not as bad as like last year. Last year I had so much stuff that overlapped. Oh, um, yeah. That I wanted to do and see. And, and so to come with, you know, like only like one or two things that overlaps, I'm, I feel like I'm ahead of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and let's not let's not forget we've got uh, Mike Solko yes. hosting a panel Saturday morning. I don't have the schedule up anymore. The uh, dimensionally transcendental middle. Oh yes, he was talking about. about he was, yes. he was, and I'm I'm excited. I've got nothing conflicting with it. I'm totally going to be there for that for him. Um, it, Lauren's on panel. Lauren is on the the me me too panel. The me who the yeah the, the me, me who, who panel. Um, um, and she is also on, uh, well, they do the, um, what is it? The next day they, do, after the idiot's lantern, they do the, oh, uh, you, the, the, post-mortem. the post-mortem. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's a lot. Very excited. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to debut my very first cosplay. Yes. That should be fun. I'm clicking my... on, um, transitional middle. Cause apparently I don't have anything on. Saturday morning, I'm looking. Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing till till n- noon. Anyway, yeah, it's funny because I feel I feel like I kind of like looked at your sked and uh, was like, oh, he he didn't go for the class panel. Well, pff, I mean that's kind of moot now. Oh, well, I mean a little bit. I <laughs> it's guess it's pretty moot. Um, uh, the, today there was some breaking news. Unfortunately, uh, Pearl Mackey is not going to be uh, making it um, again. So that's kind of a bummer um yeah so yeah and a couple of the guys from class aren't going to be able to make it either um uh, for what it's worth i mean i i saw on twitter i mean sean line is actually trying very last minute to get a couple extra people yeah to show up which i mean god bless that guy and everybody who works on this oh yes absolutely It's, it's amazing yes um and can i just say i am frankly kind of excited to check out this uh this new eating option at, at oh, the LAX yeah. Marriott. Uh, yeah, somebody had, had posted on Twitter the menu of this uh marketplace. I forget what exactly what it's called. Um and the... I saw chicken and waffles. 
and you can get just a bag of donuts. Yeah, man. Uh, the as social I, market eatery. Thank you. Market eatery. <clears throat> yeah. As much place. as I'm intent mm-hmm. on uh, making the, the two mile trek over to Randy's donuts, just for the experience of having Randy's donuts uh, and visiting this, you know, ginormous, you know, donut structure. Um, the simple fact that you can get a bag of donuts yeah. in the hotel. Nothing wrong with Between that. that and the soft pretzel at Hangar 18, I'm set. Oh, yeah, the soft pretzel. Ah, that soft pretzel is oh, amazing. Man. Carb City. We're so close. I know. We're so close. You are much closer, just oh, physically. Yeah. I literally <sighs> I drove there on a Sunday morning. It took me 20 uh, minutes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, in other news, because I suppose that there is other news to talk about. Yes. Um, David Tennant is doing a podcast. Yeah. Um, just and I'm just going to pretend that he was inspired by us. Absolutely. That just makes me feel better. Um, in fact, the second episode just downloaded onto my phone while I was putting the kids to bed. Oh. Uh, yep. First interview was Olivia Coleman, and uh, what just dropped is Whoopi Goldberg. Whoa. I know. And from what I understand, next week is Jodie Whittaker. Oh, yeah. That one is a must download for sure. Just in time for Galley. Absolutely. Um, and it's fantastic. I mean, it's it's very, you know, it's a very simple concept. It's just having a chat. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's David Tennant's voice. And even I swoon at David Tennant's voice. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we, we will have a link to the article that has a link to his podcast uh, in the show notes. Or just search up. David Tennant does a podcast. Yep. Um, oh, you ever wonder what Matt Smith's been up to? <laughs> he's just been living life. He's just been living life. He has. And, and apparently he's uh, joining a film about the Spider-Man villain Morbius. Yeah. Which is a Jared Leto vehicle, apparently. Yeah. I don't. I'm not up on my Spider-Man villains. Uh, oh, Morbius, he's been around since, I believe, the 70s. He okay. is indeed a living vampire. I think he... Oh, man. Morbius. Oh, what was his first name? He was he was a doctor, as, as they go. And he <laughs> was experimenting with vampire bats. And then he was like, uh-oh, now I'm a... He's like a he is listed as a tragically flawed antihero. Um Well, that sounds like a lot of comic. Biochemist characters. Michael Morbius, um pseudo vampiric superhuman abilities. I mean, Morbius right. is fine. Yeah, he, see the only He's cool looking, but I mean, yeah. He shouldn't be played by Oh man. It almost turned into shoot year on here. I almost, <laughs> I, we almost went into our explicit rating. Uh he shouldn't be played by Jared Leto. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Jared Leto should just not do... He should just... Please leave us alone. He's the worst. Uh, but yeah, John Matt Smith... has feelings about this. Matt Smith, that's great that he's in a movie. I just hope... Uh, I just hope it's... Oh, yeah. He's in... He's in um, Star Wars. Oh, yes. Yeah, I forgot about, about that. about that a while back. Yeah, he's he's got a role in episode nine. Yeah, I mean, I just hope uh, both of these roles aren't like his... Uh, Terminator roles where we were super excited for him and he was in the movie for like 20 seconds oh right uh, what was that uh, Terminator Hyundai Genesis yes that one yeah it was definitely that one yeah. um, but I mean good for him whatever I love Matt Smith he can do whatever he wants as long as he's you know in a movie for more than 20 seconds yeah and honestly the only Morbius I'm ever used to is the brain of Morbius which is ah, yes 
what a fourth doctor story. <laughs> um, and, you know, I got to say, I, the folks over at Gizmodo, I mean, hats off to them. They have jumped on board the big finish train are in a, and are encouraging everyone to do the same. All um, right. Good. Yeah. They have got a fantastic article uh, uh, detailing why you should get into big finish uh, since we have all this time off if you have not yet. Yeah. I mean, there are many number of reasons why. Yes. In fact, I just I just uh, downloaded my quote unquote book for February, the the first of the uh, War Master series. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mike raved about uh, about the second one so much. I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this a go. Yeah, I got to uh, I got to hop on. I think I might just head on over to Big Finish, sign up for their newsletter and then just get stuff when. I have to admit, having the app on my phone, it makes it so easy. Like, I know that I can, you know, download the files from Big Finish and load the MP3s yeah. um, on. But just to be able to, like, download it and play it as if it was Audible or something, it's so simple. I'm signing up right now. There I'm you go. S- I'm signing <laughs> up on the podcast. Do you think I'm avoiding our topic today? Possibly, but you, I'll buy you a little time um, because lastly uh, this week uh, we have some sad news. Clive Swift, who played uh, Jobel in Revelation of the Daleks and Mr. Copper in Voyage of the Dam, has passed at the age of 82. Very sad. Yeah, I, and I, I, I remember his turn as, as Jobel in Revelation of the Daleks. I thought he was... Have we watched that I, yet? We did. Yeah. Oh, boy. That was that was the one with uh, the the DJ guy. Yes, right? okay. Six Doctor Story. Yes. Oh, and... okay. Well, I, he looks a little more familiar from from uh, from Voyage of the Damned. Yeah, if you if you saw a picture of him with his kind of like you know ginger wavy hair, uh, talking to that like one nurse lady that I think we felt sorry for, right at one point you'd be like oh yeah him of course yes (laughs) yes indeed you do oh and lastly not that we have a link to anything season 12 is currently filming and they are in south africa once again yes once again i mean let's uh let's be real here uh last season was beautifully shot in beautiful locations so indeed why not bring it on back to uh to where everything looked beautiful well, and let's be honest. I mean, we've seen South Africa stand in for a number of different places now. So the, clearly it's proven itself as like, hey, you can be an alien planet. You could be, you know, the southern United States. You could be <laughs> India. All yeah. in the same go. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, Taylor, I do already have a big finish account. But guess how many downloads I have access to? Uh uh is it a three digit number no it's a one digit number and that number is zero. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh well that's fine that okay. is perfectly fine guys i'm not gonna lie to you i think this doctor who episode drove me insane yeah seeing yeah. as how um i think yeah i think it's i think this it finally broke me i think uh this is the last episode of podcastica oh man no. Are you are you are you sure I can't just continue on and regenerate and get a, a new companion? I mean, you could. We should if that ever happens. You that'd be you, really funny. You bet your bottom dollar we're using that regeneration noise. That's right. 
That's right. We'll do a whole little we'll do a little sketch. <laughs> yes, we will. But until that time, <laughs> we are going to talk about Doctor Who and the Daleks starring Peter Cushing as Doctor, that's DR dot who. Roy mm-hmm. Roy Castle as Ian Chesterson. I got a lot of things to say about him. Uh right. J- Jenny Linden is Barbara uh Roberta Tove Tove, excuse me. Tovey. Tovey as Susan. It was written by Milton Sobotsky, and it was directed by Gordon Fleming, and it was released on June 25th, 1965. And since it's been around for many numbers of years, we have a bunch of story notes. We do indeed, yeah. Uh, So several of the Dalek props were were purchased by the BBC um, and actually appear in the TV episode The Chase. Um, because that TV episode was broadcast before the film came out, the Dalek movie props were actually seen on TV before they were seen in the theaters. <laughs> That's great. Yep. Now get this. This probably would have made the movie a little bit more exciting for you. The Daleks were originally meant to shoot flames. Yeah. Um, because they couldn't afford to add laser rays to the film. Whew. They later decided that that was too difficult and probably a little too scary and instead switched to using fire extinguishers. Yes, with the fire extinguishers that melted through the metal of the the bottom of the elevator, but <laughs> apparently can't melt flesh. Yep. It's it's weird this scar of technology. I don't I don't necessarily understand how it works. Yeah, I don't I don't either. But I suspend my disbelief anyway. Absolutely. Um, this next note is kind of interesting because, um, well, let me read it first and then we'll talk about it. The alien-esque look of the jungles, um, was achieved by filming all of those scenes without the anamorphic lens, which is a widescreen lens on the camera, giving them this strange unearthly quality. And I made a point of putting this note in here because it's the anamorphic lens that they have brought back in season 11. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I will. I mean, we'll we'll get we'll get to the um, the look of this film. We'll get to yes. it. But uh, there, there, there's a lot to get to with yes, that. Because, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the Daleks lights, they flash indiscriminately and they do not match the voice. Nope. at all. Um, they also flash when they're not speaking. Uh, director Gordon Fleming, being completely unfamiliar with the Daleks, didn't realize that they were supposed to distinguish which one was speaking. And so they flash randomly. And, of course, this caused problems when the dialogue for the Daleks was being dubbed. Some of the dialogue is rather laborious, as the voice artists tried to match the dialogue to these random light flashes. Oh, jeez. Well, that explains everything. Absolutely. That explains so much. Right. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, Taylor. Yep. Oh, boy. Oh, we have a world famous synopsis for us, and I can't even believe that's a real note. <laughs> yep. No Time Lords, no Gallifrey, no regeneration, but Daleks, Scarrow, and Thals. No exterminate, no teachers, but Susan Ian and Barbara. A doctor, but a surname instead of a title. Doctor Who and the Daleks is a lesson on capitalizing on the manic Dalek panic of the mid 60s. <sighs> Boy, um, I think I just want to get this out of the way. Okay. Um, I did not enjoy this. <laughs> this was a task. <laughs> it took me two days to watch. Okay. Um, and let me tell you, Taylor, I'm going to skip to one part 
And if you are a fan of this show and you have been listening to a hundred and or a hundred and forty six point five episodes now, you know that when we started watching Classic Who, I said the pacing is terrible and there oh, was yeah. always one scene that I referenced over and over again. Yep. And that scene for some reason is recreated in this <laughs> abomination. <laughs> I I was screaming as soon as that Thal jumped over the like the cavern. Mm-hmm. And he went, "Here, tie this to yourself." I said, "No, they're not going to do this." And then no, they did. They did it. Yep. And I hated every moment of it. <laughs> But you know what? You made it through, and you don't have to watch it again. Yay! But I, I'll tell you, like spoilers for everyone. We're going to watch the next one. I don't we care. Are. Yeah, no, we're watching. It, we're I'll watch. be honest. I found I was just trying to research like Dalek mania because the Daleks hit the scene and like they exploded. They were like like Beatles ask without the singing voices, obviously, and <laughs> oh, the hair. Obviously, but yeah. um, um, and there actually was a a documentary in 1995 called Dalek Mania that gives a lot of like behind the scenes stuff of these two movies right right the only, and these movies were created because the daleks were so flipping popular now is i haven't watched the obviously and also let's just talk about dvd um collections that you know there's two discs and they for some reason put disc one on top or i'm sorry disc two on top and disc one behind it yeah isn't that weird um well now did did your disc two also turn out to be the movie we watched yes disc one was the sequel yes okay mine too thanks Lionsgate. <laughs> oh Lionsgate. uh yeah i, I was mean, very confused funny. by that i'm like wait a second you have these out of order yeah um but man oh boy yeah. um okay so uh, i guess you know let's start at the beginning here uh, let's go with some story and structure. Um, I, boy, my first note for story and structure, which actually I added um, later, is honestly, the movie feels like it's wrapping up at 52 minutes, and then it went on for another 25 plus. Yep. Which I was, I could not believe it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I was not a fan of the pacing. Oh no! Um, I actually, and I and I tweeted this out after I had watched it because I watched this much earlier in the week because I was a little under the weather and I'm like, I I need to get this done. I don't want to like get worse and and not right. get to this. Right. Thankfully, I, I didn't. But um, I think this actually made me like the TV movie more. I was actually that was going to be one of my notes is I think the TV movie is leaps and bounds better than this. Yeah. Um, I have such a new appreciation for that. Yeah, it was, I mean, uh, the opening credits were, I was just looking at them. I'm like, oh boy, like, I already know this is going to be, this is just going to be a task to watch. (laughs) And the first five minutes of this are just so wacky where, oh, you know what? Where is that note? So I, I noticed something and I wonder if the fine people who made the classic series um, did this as kind of a reference. And where is my, Hmm. where is my dumb, dumb note, Taylor? Where is it? Um, In the Google doc. There it is. Okay. Uh, So the set 
that opens we, we open in uh Doctor Who. We open in his 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 uh house. Yes. And the the set kind of sorta not really is reminiscent of Professor um is it Cro- Cronit Cron oh, man from Shada. <laughs> Professor Cronotus? Yeah, it kind of looks like his TARDIS, his interior, a little bit. You know, I can see that, but seeing as how Shada was done in 79... No, I know. I'm saying oh. maybe they watched that and they went, yeah, let's let's do that. I don't oh, know. Oh, it could be. I don't know. It certainly could be. Look, I was looking for fun things in this. You know what? I was too, and in terms of structure and story, yeah, I it occurred to me that... And, and obviously, we're going to kind of jump around in terms of the yeah length of the story here um is it me or do the daleks enlist susan as a drug running mule <laughs> yeah she basically is i guess right? i guess the other you need th- to go to the thals and get this drug and bring it back to us yeah i'm like she's a drug runner now yeah basically i think that okay. uh, let's um let's just start so we we are introduced to doctor who his and both of his grand grandchildren right um, it gets weird all right off the right bat. off the Susan bat and barbara who yes they are both uh doctor Presumably. who who is a human they are both uh related to him and susan is an actual child not a teenager correct um and I the movie she's 11 at the time of filming for y- what it's worth yeah the movie tells me she's smart but i'm not really sure if i believe it um <laughs> Barbara, I mean, these characters were pretty one-dimensional, I must say. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and so Barbara is dating Ian, who is just straight up a buffoon. Oh, he is completely the comic relief. That is the only purpose he serves. It is just, it's so ridiculous. Like, every, everything Ian does is just like a a bit. Like, he's just falling mm-hmm. over. He's trying to like open the door to go into the the small world ride. I mean the Dalek base, and <laughs> he can't do it. Um, he's getting punched in the face. Um, oh, man. Whew. Oh yeah, and 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 let's not even forget to mention his absolute like crazy go nuts freak out at the very end when he turns into. I mean, he could, like he was Cosmo Kramer in this. <laughs> he was basically Cosmo he was. Kramer and then just freaking out at the end or like a Jerry Lewis kind of thing. I don't really yes. know what was happening. The ending I, of this he, was so bad. It was. He might have shouted for Laban at some point. I'm not sure. It was just it was so bad. I think yeah. that's what finally just the absolute state of that ending is just <laughs> it's a sight to behold. It is. It is, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this about, about Susan. I mean, one, points to the actress for being able to rattle off all that techno mumbo-jumbo. Oh, no, I mean, uh, besides being one-dimensional, I thought everyone uh, everyone was was fine, and, except for Ian. Is it is it me, or, or is Susan far more actually tech-savvy than uh, Doctor Who Than is? our main character, who I and have no main... notes for? My my notes are, are very thin, like who boy is scatterbrained. It's just like he's a human and he built this. It's just like so the, the whole plot of this movie is just like Ian is supposed to go on a date with Barbara and then 
he he sits on some chocolates. Yes. Oh God, that just yeah. The whole thing is just so. <sighs> like I know. I, I'm surprised he didn't like fall over. Um, like he he walked into the house and like fell over the the footstool. I'm surprised Dick that didn't, yeah, I'm surprised that didn't yes. happen. Um, yes. and then they go, oh, let's show this guy our time machine. And <laughs> it's just so insane. And they go out mm. back. And the state of this TARDIS, or the what is what does he call it? The Tart? No. Yes. Is it the TARDIS? No, it's just it's just TARDIS. TARDIS. Yeah, he says it like yeah, it says and it's and it's not all initial capped. No, no, it is. It's not. just you know T. Here is cap. TARDIS. Here yeah. is TARDIS. Yeah. Oh boy. And la TARDIS. Let me tell you now that I know that information about the director. Hmm. Not knowing, not being familiar with the Daleks, you know, the main villain, right? And how they operate. I wonder how familiar the scriptwriter was with Doctor Who. And I don't know. And the other thing I'm wondering is, right, like you said, yes, they are, uh, they're capitalizing off a of Dalek mania. But why did we, why did we need to recast? That to me uh... doesn't really make much sense, right? Yeah. That's just like the weirdest thing to me. And is this at the point where whoever had the rights to the Daleks wasn't, wasn't there like a whole falling out? Mm-hmm. So was yeah, that like between a... Terry Nation and, and like everybody else. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just so confused as to not only why this is a movie, but I think, I think I'm just confused as to why it is happening. When the show well, was going on, I am I'm not 100 percent sure. You're right. There there was this kind of falling out between Terry Nation um, and the BBC because the Daleks are his creation, right? Um, now, granted, there's enough in this where if that is the main reason, I mean, I think the BBC could have been like, "Look, yo, infringement." Oh yeah, absolutely. They certainly do that in a number of other cases. I'm wondering, and I'm not 100 percent sure. So this is not. Don't take this as gospel. But I, I wonder if part of um, a contract, I, I don't know that at this time the BBC did movies. Movies were done by movie mm. studios. The BBC is literally the British Broadcasting Corporation. They yes. do TV shows. They do radio. Um, so I wonder if maybe there was something in those contracts where it's like, you perform on this, you're you're not you don't have the flexibility to do something else while you're under contract doing this. Right. And, and I, and I don't know, like, like I said, don't take it as gospel, but it's just a guess. Now they didn't mention anything about it in the, in the Dalek mania, um, the Dalek mania documentary. Yeah. They didn't mention it at all. Uh, in terms of why, why it was these people cast instead of, uh, Bill Hartnell and the gang. Yes. No. Very interesting. Yeah, you figure like that would be when you're making a documentary about a a thing that is totally separate from a show that's currently going on. You think that's like the first thing you try to find out, right? Yeah, you would think, but for what it's worth, it was 1995, and maybe they had different priorities. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. This is like, although I will say this for for Dalek Mania, there is a whole like like little sub story that they actually try to weave into this documentary of these you know kids going to the movie theater and seeing this in the theater and 
it just it doesn't work it's like it's like somebody decided to try and like oh let's cram this documentary into this idea for a movie that we have and it uh, there's some aspects of the dalek mania that's frankly kind of dumb okay so it, it was still an interesting watch and for what it's worth Dalek Invasion of Earth 215080 does look like it at least has more action. Well, I, and it's got Wilf. Yes, it does. And as I told you earlier today, I'm in it to win it, so we're going to watch yeah. both of these regardless. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um I I don't know what it is. Actually, I mean, you told you at the at the top man, that's really going to bother me. The the director not knowing, not being familiar with the Daleks. The pacing in which two Daleks talk to one another is yep. mind numbing. It is <laughs> so bad. Yeah. And I I even like I was like, okay, John, you have to remember 1965, maybe they were talking slower and you just forgot about it, but now that I know that's a note, nope, that is definitely not true. Very. Yeah. Oh man, this movie, I I mean, I want somebody to recut this with good pacing. You probably could knock 20 to 25 minutes off of this. Easy. Just with, and I mean, I don't even know if that's without, if you're removing anything. I don't even think you're removing any plot or dialogue. It's highlight the whole thing and go truncate silence. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you could probably do that. So, yeah, man, the the Dalek uh, dialogue was, was so, it was so just terrible it was it was it was rough it, well boy i i mean there are some glowing examples in there where it's like should we get that girl to do that thing and it's like a 20 minute conversation between <laughs> two daleks and it's just it's so bad yeah could you imagine them in the uh, studio canteen afterwards i Ugh. didn't like my part today would you like some coffee bill <laughs> I mean, I I feel like they might have said exterminate once. I'm not even sure they did that. I mean, I could have just been having a fever dream while watching this. And (laughs) I'm like, they said a thing I enjoy. Um, So I I don't know. But uh, I mean, uh, let's just talk about the look of the Daleks. I thought thought they looked cool. And I got to remember, like, this is the first time Doctor Who's in color. So that's really cool. That's true. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And I thought the different colored Daleks looked cool. Um, I mean, how they talked was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, the pacing yeah. in which they talked was insane, I think is what I should be saying. It's Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously, you know, um, the Daleks are the Daleks. I mean, I, I liked them. It was kind of funny because it, it felt like their um, the base of them was a lot thicker. Yeah, and I think I actually read see on TV. Yeah, I feel like I read somewhere that they were. I can't remember or did you actually say that? You didn't say that. No. I don't think so. In the notes. I di- I do remember no. reading that the Daleks in this movie were slightly different and that the base of them was indeed thicker than it yeah. usually is. Um now one thing that that I I I do remember from from this documentary um, and I'll dig up the link for it again and, and toss it in the show notes. The only the only thing you got to put up with while watching it is French subtitles. Oh, right. I don't know why I got to practice my French while watching it, I guess. Nice. Um, is that, um, you know, Terry Nation had had concocted that, you know, all the different colors would indicate like a different uh, like a rank. rank. Yeah. Yeah. Or something kind of kind of like Starfleet uniforms being different colored. <clears throat> 
Um, I gotta wonder if it's red Daleks that die first, but um, <laughs> well, I, I, I feel like, like that one Dalek lasted a long time. He was pretty red. Yeah, um, I, I did like the the Dalek eye stock like security cameras. Yes, I did that like was that. Cool. I mean, that was a neat little touch. As I said, this, I did not enjoy this. There were some enjoyable things in this for sure. Oh yeah, like I mean. I get that this is the '60s, but I I love the color palette. Oh my, and, yeah, and and I love. I mean, you have a great way of describing the Dalek city. I was thinking it more of like a, a tinsel factory at Christmas. Yeah, the <laughs> I uh, well, while we're talking about like set design, I absolutely yeah, love. Sorry, I dive. No, this is fine. I I think this is this is fine for for this. This is perfect. Um, okay. Yeah, I said it looked a little, uh, it looked a little small world-ish outside. Yep. Um, and I mean, I-, I thought all the set pieces looked great, except for the TARDIS. The TARDIS looked terrible. Oh, the inside of the TARDIS was whoever unlike. was who whoever is like seven year old was tasked with making that was you know thank you as 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 the father of a pair of seven year olds right now. Um, <laughs> I have seen them. I have seen. Them. are they obsessed with wires um you know in a way there's a lot of string in stuff that they can cut <laughs> um parent especially has been trying to um come up with something that it it goes through a box and he's been very obsessed with pulleys lately i swear to god i oh that's cool i've helped give birth to an engineer um <laughs> but we don't have any pulleys um so he's like running stuff over like a pushpin in the wall huh which works a little bit but he's like look i can just pull this string and it does this and it goes over this and it pulls the door closed i'm like but you can grab the knob and pull the door closed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know but it's the kind of thing where you walk into his bedroom or something after you know he's had just a long stretch of just trying to build the stuff all on his own it's coming out getting string coming out getting tape coming out getting scissors <laughs> and it does kind of look like the inside of doctor who's tardis wow man um, yeah i it, it, yeah i didn't even know where to begin when we first went it got in that tardis um can i i just i want i just want to start with the i don't know what it, what you even call it you know the go lever it's this ginormous oh boy like i'm not even sure what it is it looked like it could have been a cartoon the top of a cartoon shovel <laughs> oh no you know what it True. looked like taylor do you what it <laughs> You know those little plastic hammers, but when you hit them, it, they make noise. Like, man, like kids, little kids have them, like toddlers. Like you'd hit them against. Oh, yes, yes. It yes, looked that like that. Your price thing. Yes. Yeah. It looked like that, but yeah. just a, like a giant version of that, 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 um, that Cosmo Kramer just kept flying into. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, yeah. man. Oh. But yeah, this tart it looked incomplete was another oh. thing. Like there was too I could see too much of non-tardis parts in there. Mm-hmm. And it's just man, oh boy, that tardis, I had some problems with it. I did like that it had a rocking chair in there. I thought that was fun. Well, you know, that that, that figures. You got yeah. you got an older fella. Yeah. Uh, I, exterior tardis looked fine. I man, how did they not black out those windows? It's just real awkward. Like you right. could see through it. Yeah, you could see like that thing would not travel in time and space. It would just it would travel and implode, and everyone would die inside. <laughs> the vacuum yeah, of like, space. 
you feel like they found the only people in England who'd never watched Doctor Who and said, okay, guys, we're going to make a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, boy. Yeah, they <laughs> they definitely said that. We're going to make a movie, and this is what we got. Um, Yeah, you were talking earlier how they removed the, uh, the lens to get a yes. good... I mean, I thought... I thought our little swamp jungle of Scarrow, which was never actually called Scarrow, was super cool. Yeah. I thought it looked great. No, it, it did look neat. It had the proper creepiness factor to it. Yeah. Um, there there was enough um, attention kind of put into um, just the plants and the trees and stuff in there that, you know, it, it, it worked for me. Yeah, absolutely. And it looked like a huge set as well. Yeah, it was. It did. I mean, you could tell it was a soundstage, but oh yeah, you know, but it was it, still it, it was, yeah, very yeah. cool. They did a good job on that. I wish they had just put as much detail into the TARDIS. Goodness, oh my gosh, yeah. And what? Uh, so the the exterior of the Dalek base looked cool. Interior looked cool. The control room was pretty pretty cool looking. Very very sixties looking. Yes. Um, but down to the lava lamps. I loved the lava lamps. I was like, oh. <laughs> Makes me miss my lava lamp. Lava lamps. What are we doing? But that's fun. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was fun. Um, what else? Uh, even the... Oh, they're climbing up that mountain. I thought the mountain kind of looked cool, too. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought, I thought yeah, all I the sets looked, looked nice, except for the TARDIS. You know, the most important yeah. part. Because they just, I don't know, went to the broom closet or the the electrician's room. Yeah, man. And said, we're just going to film this here. That was so bad. And then, like, that thi- that component he's missing, he just yeah. puts on, like, a thing of plywood and is like, well, it's good to go. You know, and that's that's the funny thing. The fluid link is, like, a legit thing yeah. in the TARDIS. Um, and it actually is... Um, Oh gosh, I think it's in the very first story, like the. Um, oh the really? Doctor, yeah. No. Oh no. Maybe it's maybe it's in maybe it's in the very first Dalek story, um, where he he yanks the fluid link and is like, oh yeah, the uh, the TARDIS won't start. We got to go check out that thing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, go, oh, I can't remember now for the life of me if it was Unearthly Child or 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 the Daleks. Hmm. But it's something that he's done before, so there's there's one connection we've got with the the actual series. Yeah, uh, let's circle back around here. Let's talk about the music for a little Ooh, bit. Ooh, that swanky swanky soundtrack. Oh my goodness, those! Oh, I was not ready for the uh, sultry seventies music, or I guess which is funny for a nineteen sixty five film, right? Talk uh, about being ahead of its time. Yeah, I was like, oh boy, what's going on here? Oh yeah, it's um, groovy. <laughs> it's like the opening credits behind like some shimmery different colors. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh boy, yeah, you're waiting thing. for like a Bond girl to dance across. Yeah, I thought that was going to happen. Um, I mean, I thought the score was pretty great, but for me, one piece of music that really stood out was um, when we are in the Dalek control room as the Thals are coming to, you know. Um, have a picnic with the Daleks because apparently they've always been evil, but now nah, let's go hang out with them. Right. Yeah. Which is just like the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, that mm-hmm. music was great. I really liked that. It was very like a, a, a daunting kind of piece of music, and I liked yeah. it. Yeah. Nice. That's very good. 
Is that all we got for music? Pretty much. I just thought the soundtrack was swanky. I just <laughs> no, yeah, to it was the word swanky. It was good. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> despite the director not knowing how Daleks work, I thought this movie was shot pretty nicely. I thought it looked great. Um, I also thought they did some nice creative things with camera angles. We had mm-hmm. the um, looking up at the Dalek. Mm-hmm. at one point I thought was a cool little angle and they did the uh, when Ian puts his face in the water I thought that oh, was pretty yes. pretty clever as well Yep. Um, yeah overall I thought it was shot very nice don't really have anything else besides that <laughs> um, yeah I don't I don't have much with that either um, I'd like to talk about the Thals though yeah, we. I was just about to say, let's talk about these Thal costumes. Because um, they are so glam. They are very bad. <laughs> They're like David Bowie reject costumes. Um, I tell you what, they, do you know what it reminds me of in terms of like badness? Mm. Do you remember? Um, do you, oh, I'm sure you remember the Dominators. Yes, okay. I've heard of them. um the people who live in the city who like wear like the drapery outfits oh yes they're like (laughs) be like togas but it's like i'm just wearing my monsters they're so bad (laughs) i just pulled up a picture and went oh my goodness i didn't think you could hit notes that high oh man what a great story the dominators was Indeed. I love that. Let's just talk yeah. about that some more. <laughs> uh, no, okay. Um, yes, that, I mean, that's the level of bad these are. They look kind of look like they all dressed like how He-Man would dress before he became He-Man. Wow. Does that make Prince sense? Adam. Yeah, when he's Prince Adam. Um, but I, like... I feel like yeah, I feel like looking at the Thals, there, there is a little bit of drag queen influence. A little bit, yeah. You know, just a smidge. I mean, you know, you don't want to go overboard with no. it. Just in the I, yeah, on the makeup for sure. The oh, haircut yeah. was like a bowl cut. I don't know what is going on. In the sixties. Yeah, they. It was basically the Thals were the hippies and yes. the Daleks were the man. That's right. That's that's what it comes down to. <laughs> and they're like, we can reason with them, man. And they were like, no, we can't. Boy, yeah, those Thal costumes were terrible let's talk about how did you feel about our doctor's uh get up here uh i, I didn't really have feelings one way or the other i know it. right i didn't i there, didn't there either. just wasn't there wasn't much to just i mean it was it what would an old guy wear he'd wear this <laughs> yes that's basically what has happened here what would an old person wear here it is i mean for all i know it's like Peter wore that to set one day, and they went, oh, you came in costume. Great. All right, let's get started. And he's like, no, I, but I... Where am oh, I? Okay, where are my lines? Where am I? Good <laughs> heavens. I don't think he was that out of it. I mean, this is Grand Moff Tarkin we're talking about. Yeah, very true. Very true. A lot of tweed going on here. Yes. Because um, he's scholarly. All scholars wear tweed, right? Apparently. Uh, yeah, I mean, baby blue baby blue uh, tie there, and then a mustardish waist coat yeah yeah i mean it's certainly a choice i don't I like mean, it's, it's, i don't it's hate no amazing it. technicolor dream coat no but... <laughs> no it is not i wish it was honestly oh god 
But yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think the world is ready for Six's outfit. No, no, no. Doubtful. Doubtful. So, yeah. All right. Costume design. Check. <laughs> um, the visual effects are somewhere in here, I think. Um, Do you mean in our notes or in the movie? In the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, I I did enjoy exploding Daleks. That's always great. That's never a bad thing. In fact, there I, I will admit there is one scene from this movie that I, I really need as an animated GIF. Oh, which scene is that? It is where a bunch of the Thals, I think they've they've... I can't remember if they've grabbed hold of the Dalek or they've lassoed one somehow. Oh, yes. That's one of my favorites. They, they lasso it and, yeah. And they literally yank it down this long hall. Yes. Into the all elevator. All the way down to the end and it like tips over and explodes. It like goes into the elevator shaft. They yeah, lasso oh, yeah, it right, and right, throw right, it yeah. down the elevator shaft. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. It, it, it That really, that one just stands out. And I remember like both times I watched it, I'm like, I've got. I want this as an animated GIF. I have, well, somewhere. I have to find it. I have a program that will make GIFs, so I will. Oh, no kidding. Nice. Yeah, it's actually pretty easy. As soon as I find out which one it is, I will let you know, and I'll send it to you. Good deal. It's super easy to use, too. Awesome. But yes, that was great. Exploding Daleks was great. Um, Man, set design we did. You know. We talked about um, all the characters. <laughs> uh, I will at, admit there. There's one point where I think a Dalek comes up to weld a door. Or, oh like, man! Through a door, and I went, "Oh, look, the special weapon!" Oh, no, it's just a welder Dalek. He wel- welds the top of the door and then slightly touches the door to push it over. Yeah, which I, is I will amazing. Say this, the 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 they have the Daleks do a lot of practical effects. Yes. You know, Pushing using their, their, their little claw to push something or, or literally using um, <clears throat> using their arm to, like, flip open yeah. the top of one Dalek casing, the one that, that Ian had gotten into. <laughs> and somehow And then, of course, was of. a bumbling idiot in a Dalek outfit. Um, and I don't, I don't remember seeing that in the TV series. Right. I mean, cause I they remember seeing them use that much. Yeah. Cause the plunger, it was usually just a plunger instead of like we a, didn't really have any claw, an actual claw, which is fun. I think that's, that's a cool little thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess that was a little bit of a different design there. Uh, what did you think about like that, that one little moment where we saw like the actual, like, webbed oh. Dalek claw come out from under that uh, burlap sack. I think, I mean, first of all, the, the way they get it out of the the Dalek shell was mm-hmm. strange. And then they kind of just plop it, it on the floor and he's like, oh, it's completely hollow in here. I could just sit yeah. inside here yeah. and operate it. So, I mean, I would love to know what this director thought a Dalek looked like inside. Um, Probably... Like exactly like you would see the prop Dalek. You know, I almost feel like it. It, it would look like oh no, from the from like a more mutated Simpsons uh, creature treehouse of horror. Do you remember that little weird looking thing with the bus? Did you watch the Simpsons? Um, I, I watched the Simpsons up into a point, and then I, they then they weren't fun anymore. There was one where there was um, <sighs> with the school bus. And there's this weird, yep, there it is. I mean, he kind of, I feel like he would kind of look like this thing, but not yeah. really. Can I link you to this? Copy link address. 
I mean, this is what I'm thinking it would look like. Um, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, hopefully that that links you to it. Um, it it's does. like a, I'm just gonna. Oh, but it wants to play an ad first, of course. Oh come on! <laughs> it's like this weird. So it's the it's the the gremlin on the bus. It's okay. from uh, Treehouse of Horror Four. Okay, so it probably would have been what I saw. Yeah, did I just link you to a YouTube? Oh, I'm sorry. You I was, absolutely did. I thought I was linking you to an image. Copy yes, image. Yes, but I, 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 I see the image now. I okay. see it's behind. It's behind. It's holding Ned Flanders' head. Yes, that little thing. I, I feel like that's that. that's what he thinks it looks like, like a mutated <laughs> little. But I mean, honestly, we're we're going from the Hitchcock less is more. Yeah. So that's cool. I like that's that. True. It's like, oh, I don't know what that thing looks like, but it has a hand. Yeah, and, and obviously that's 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 something you get a lot. I mean, especially in the '60s and '70s, where if you don't have a lot of budget, you know, and you can't do something oh, yeah. big and scary, absolutely, let the audience fill that in, which is that's, that's fine, perfectly fine. Yeah, I'm totally, totally fine with that. Um, another great thing, <laughs> man. This DVD menu is just—you can tell <laughs> they were just like. They put no time into this. Or I, I this will, was released when DVDs were first released. Uh, yeah, I, I will completely admit when I saw that this was available on Amazon and I went, oh, my God, I need to get this because I totally do want to own these movies. But I was looking at how simplistic the packaging was. And I'm like, yeah, am I buying like a bootleg? <laughs> like, did somebody no. manage to slip a bootleg onto Amazon and I'm buying a bootleg? <laughs> No, um, you were not. No, I wasn't. I was just buying uh, something from Lionsgate that they probably had the intern design. Probably. Uh, two minutes <sighs> and 22 seconds in, I said, oh, oh, no. <laughs> That's another two minutes, 22 seconds. I think in. it's it's just like we're in and we're having tea. And I was like, oh, oh OK. No. Um, the So at the end, you know, the Thals come in and they beat everybody up and then ian yells daleks and they all turn around and shoot mm-hmm. at him which is hilarious yeah um i did love in the aftermath the door opening and closing on the dead dalek <laughs> i thought that yes. was great yes that was a lot of fun do, do, do you think that um that ian shouting daleks do you think the daleks went wait daleks oh my god there's daleks here quick <laughs> maybe shoot at them They're... wait no we're daleks <laughs> oh no Oh no! I mean, maybe. <laughs> Just in the in the chaos of the moment. Yeah, I guess. And also, fight <laughs> scenes in the '60s are hilarious. Oh, fight scenes in the '60s are always hilarious. Everyone it just looks so uncomfortable. What, yeah, it doesn't matter what movie you're watching. <laughs> you could be watching a Bond movie, and the fight scenes are hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Taylor, that's really all I got. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you uh, have anything else, uh, I mean, oh yes, we have the. Uh, Behind the couch scale, I I kind of wanted to hide oh, behind the couch. Yeah, well, um, I did answer it. Um, frankly, I think my kids would be a little bit more bored and confused by this, I, but yeah, perhaps good. a little entertained by the Daleks. I agree. Goodness um, gracious! Yeah, I'm trying to see if I've got anything. Oh, oh, in in your in your least favorite recreated scene. Yes, the 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 jumping across the chasm scene. Oh. Done with some, you know, very obviously done, you know, jump cuts. Yes. Can I just say, whoa, don't throw a burning torch. Yeah, what are we doing? Dude. That is just not smart. 
you never throw anything burning and assume somebody's going to be able to catch it. It's probably going to tumble. You're probably going to set them on fire. <laughs> Absolutely. Both. Right? Yeah. The state of that. My goodness. Uh, um, we, let's, you know what? Let's wrap this up by talking about how this movie ends. Okay. I, I think that's a good place. to. So we defeat our villains. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we fix the TARDIS. Or I'm sorry. We fix TARDIS. And we go back outside and we go, goodbye, 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 goodbye. We say goodbye <laughs> 8,000 times. Yep. Yeah, this you'd was... think they were jumping across a chasm doing this. Yes. This was a, this had to have been done by um, Rift Tracks, right? Um, yes. And it, that is actually available on Amazon Prime, if I'm not mistaken. There you go. I might have to have to do that. Yeah. I think I will, too, just as a palate cleanser for yeah, this. Absolutely. Um yeah. And we get back into the TARDIS, and the Doctor Who says, "Ian, go ahead and pull, pull, flip the switch, push the button, Frank, pull the string." That's even better. Yes, and oh we just did MST3K, Plan Nine, Doctor Who in like <laughs> four seconds. Love this program we do, and they're all like oh j- just take us back to where we want to get to and everyone is super relaxed and ian's like i'm gonna go open the door and he opens the door and it's like the worst blue screen ever it's not even at the right level it's like the ground is at chest height and, and i mean are we supposed to believe is it are they giants or <laughs> are we shrunk down for some reason I think they're just Romans, and it's a badly done. And yes, it's very badly done. And no one else in this TARDIS reacts at all. Yep. Not a single reaction. But Ian loses his GD mind. <laughs> he just goes into complete slapstick, pressing all the buttons, screaming. He closes the door, starts pressing buttons, is screaming nonsensical. <laughs> just, I don't even know what's happening. And it just... He's having a stroke or something. It basically. And he's pulling the lever like a hundred times. And it fades to black and we get credits. It is just like so insane. It's probably that- the most insane ending of a doctor who episode i've ever seen or movie if if that's not the the true mark of someone who has no idea how to end a story i don't know what is oh man yeah it was although bonkers it truly but you know what the one thing that scene needs what's that yakety sax oh man yes that would have been how did they not end on that what if uh, benny hill had run in right oh yes <laughs> That would have been some lady better. in her knickers. That would have been better. That would have been so much better. Man. <laughs> <sighs> Did we do it? Is it done? Well, yeah, we got through it. Oh, man. I'm so glad. How do you feel? I feel better. Good. I, I'm glad we could laugh. I mean, if you're interested, you should watch this. But also... You could probably fast forward through a good portion of this and get watch, the same watch, idea. Watch it at two x speed, and it's probably more entertaining. There you go. That's probably a lot more entertaining. And if now, a if a Dalek scene you think it's going too long, 
just skip like 25 seconds and you'll be fine. <laughs> like as soon as so, you figure it's too long. So John question for you. Mm. We, we have talked about how this movie makes us appreciate the TV movie more. Yes. On the grand scheme of things, the grand scale of things, let's say <clears throat> since it has made us feel better about other doctor who things that we thought were bad. Um, how does it make you feel now about, say, Sleep No More? Oh, Sleep No More is a masterpiece compared to this. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. What about Kill the Moon? I didn't. Did I not like Kill the Moon? Well, we really didn't like what's her name, Courtney. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Courtney. I'm sorry. I'm just bringing up painful things now. Ugh. Um. Yeah, I think I think I think Kill the Moon was better than this. Okay. But also, like, Kill have. the Moon didn't have someone just completely losing their mind at the end of it. So, what what if Courtney had come into the TARDIS and done that? <laughs> I just kind of I wish everyone would do that. Like, and I think the thing that is even more bonkers about it is we just fixed the TARDIS, and he's just on the verge of breaking everything. That's a good point. <laughs> but also, That's a really good point. Everyone else is as Tetsuya Naito would say, they're being very tranquilo. That's true. They're just sitting there as this guy loses his entire mind. <laughs> it is uh, it is a sight to behold, people. It is just It really is. I don't even know. <laughs> Goodness. Oh my. Well, Taylor, yes. We we survived this. We did. And next time Oh on boy. Podcastica. Oh, boy. It's time. You're going to be hearing us for, I think, four days in a row as it is time right. for our Gallifrey One coverage. Ooh. Live from the LAX Marriott. Yep. Or Marriott, as some people say. That's true. I don't get it, but sure. I might not I might not be on all four recordings. Oh, that's true. Because I'm... Coming in Friday and going home Sunday. Ah, we'll figure it out. I know. And I'm the one who's sitting there going, I'm like, okay, we're going to see this, and we're going to see this, and we're going to see this, and we're going to have dinner in here somewhere. Oh, we're going to record Broadcastica. Yep. Damn, when are we going to do that? Well, I figure we'll just do what we did last year and record early in the morning. That would work. Yeah. I mean, we'll... we'll Grab fi- some coffees. Yeah. We'll figure it out. And we're, oh, we're going to be no. using a, uh, a very nice uh, H4 Zoom which uh, I haven't played with yet, and I should probably figure that out. It's new technology yeah, play, for us. Play with that a little bit between now and then. I will. I will. Uh, okay. <laughs> I will do that. I I need to ready the microphones. Uh, yeah, but I am I am super excited not only Excellent. to be at Gallifrey One, but to uh, see you for the first time in quite a while. Ooh, quite a while. I've been gone yeah. for a while. My goodness. I I am excited to see all my friends, past, present, and, and new ones. Make new ones, definitely. New friends. Um. Yes. Love and, it. And please, if you're going to Gallifrey One, let us know, and um, you know, we will hopefully run into each other at some point and say hi. Please, please, yes. please, please say hi. And we we have ribbons. We do. We've got some good stuff. Um, I still have some Doug and Smash left over from last year. Oh, awesome. Bringing love, those down. Love Doug and Smash. So 
until then, which will be next week, so you don't have to wait two weeks for another episode, you get like well, four in a row. Next week and a half. Next week and a half. Until then, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at, at ThePodcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter. At Blue Box UFO. Still, like, what a great choice. Thanks. <laughs> I still, like, I'm like, yeah, that is. I, honestly, I still think my brother's is better. Clan McMuffin. Oh, his is, yeah, his is it's great. Just, I'm like, dude, that's genius. That's just um, a brotherly Twitter awesomeness. It I is. couldn't it's think so of good. a third word, but that's fine. Uh, right. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. And uh, head on over to SoundCloud.com slash N-O-T-L-G as well. That's where it drops first, if you were wondering. Uh, N-O-T-L-G.Spreadshirt.com. Head on over, like I should probably do, and buy one of our newest Podcastica shirts. So you can wear it at Gallifrey One, and people will be like, hey, where'd you get that shirt? And you'll be like, oh, I got it over here at N-O-T-L-G.Spreadshirt.com. Patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Support us, please. Thank you. You guys are the best. Uh, the Y-Axes, I think they just released some new music. So they, they have always supported us, so we should support them. Twitter.com slash the Y-Axes. Facebook.com slash the Y-Axes. The Y-Axes.bandcamp.com. And they, like us, are also on the Spotify. So join us again in a little over a week for episodes 148 through 150-something. <laughs> Gallifrey One coverage, and we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. You know, and that's that's the funny thing. The fluid link is like a legit thing yeah. in the TARDIS.